Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Gapped Podcast. Shiraz, welcome back. Alda, first time. How are you guys doing? Wa alaikum assalam. Jazakallah here for bringing, us, bringing me back today. Uh, alhamdulillah, I'm all good. Thank you very much. So uh, looking forward to the yeah. next um, 50 minutes, I guess, on this podcast. So yeah. Wa alaikum assalam. Janet, thanks for having me. Alhamdulillah. I'm looking forward to our discussion. Yeah, absolutely. It's slightly different podcast today. It's not it's not so much you guys are the guests and we're asking you. It's more of a discussion, which is really good. We've got both of the Bradford brothers uh, on here today. And uh, <laughs> we've we've all had a, a very interesting um, journey through indoor training. And we're going to dive all into that, all the different options. Uh, try to de- demystify it, I guess, in many ways. Um, but starting from the beginning then, um, just uh, a quick overview. Um indoor training uh if you haven't done it before you might be thinking about i don't know uh sitting in a gym on an indoor uh, bike but it's a lot more complicated and a lot more uh, interesting than that uh shiraz why don't you break it down what does indoor training look like right now um well i think when you kind of mention indoor training the first thing that probably comes into a lot of people's mind is swift right uh especially if it's a platform that I've been using for 18 months now. Um, I'll be honest with you, I love it. Uh, I'll be, I was a big skeptical of the whole thing, I'll say about three years ago. And obviously Altaf will go through that a, a little bit more because he's been using it much longer than me, right? So Skeptical, um, wow. I mean, I, I, think I, I started in 2015, I think, to be fair. Were you one of the old. beta testers, Altaf? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was with uh, be a tester. I mean, I had an old Tactics Vortex that I'd purchased. It was a smart trainer, but it was wheel on. And I used to go on, do a little bit, and then I used to see Shiraz on the weekend when we used to ride together and kind of mentioned it to him. But he was anti-indoor, anti-Zwift. I think the experience that he had with a dumb trainer, it just wasn't immersive enough. And and yeah, we're saying, nah, it, it, it's not for me. But then it all changed. Uh, I think um, you know, the advance, uh, advances of technology, you got trainers that were more smart, they were more immersive. I think Shiraz went out and bought is it a Wahoo Kicker, tried that and and, and really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think, you know, and, and Zwift grew bigger, the platform became so much better. Um, there were, you know, lots of routes, lots of courses, you could do workouts on there, Zwift racing. And and I think yeah, Shiraz started enjoying it more and more. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if you, if you kind of take a step back, right? Obviously, you know, for people you know who've been cycling for a number of years, you know, you say indoor training to them, they'll think you know trainer road, um, uh, structured training, um, kind of thing. And you know, it, it, that's especially obviously when I first had a look at this back in twenty sixteen. Um, obviously. You know, with your head unit at the time, I had a Garmin. They, they'd obviously give you some workouts. So I thought, okay, uh, a lot of it actually for me kind of started with the whole power element, right? I, I do, and, and and you know, some people may disagree with me on this, right? Um, I do kind of think there's a, a big link to riding with power and then doing indoor training, especially someone like Zwift, Zwift as it is right now, right? Because obviously a lot of it is based on data, heart rate monitor, power, you know, what's per kilo. Um, I think, you know, if you're at that stage where, you know, you want to ride and you, you want to improve yourself uh, a lot more and, you know, ride to power, I think obviously, right, you know, them two elements um, do kind of, you know, kind of come together on that side. So kind of like I said, kind of going back, I bought a power meter for the first time in 2016, 
um, started kind of riding with power. I wasn't really, if I'm honest with you, I wasn't really riding with power. It was just more, okay, let's see what this is all about. And obviously, the winter come, I put, um, got a tax dome trainer, uh, put it in my garage. I've still got a photograph. And I'll be honest, I hated it. I did like two sessions and it was like the worst thing ever. Like just me staring at my garage white door and it just felt so hard. Like, I mean, 200 watts, I couldn't even like hold it for four minutes. And I thought, this is just rubbish, right? So I got rid of it. I never went back on it again. And just, you know. Uh, yeah, I think your background and experience was was quite different then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I said, when I started, I had a Tacx Vortex, which was smart, wheel on. Um, I used to go on Zwift, do a couple of rides. And then I decided to buy um, um, some rollers. Um, I think, it, again, I was told it helps with pedaling technique. So Definitely. I had a power meter, tried it with the rollers, but it was different to get up to the kind of power that was needed for some of the rides that I were doing. And then I think at the time the TACX Neo came out. So again, I purchased that as soon as it came out. And that, I think that was a game changer. So the TACX Neo was direct drive, whereby you had a cassette on the trainer itself. So you, you removed your back wheel and it literally took minutes to put your bike onto the trainer. And it was brilliant. It worked really well. It was a lot more accurate. So when I had the wheel on trainer, the TACX Vortex, and then when I moved to the TACX Neo, the direct drive trainer, it, you know, it was about the difference of about 50 mm. watts, 40 to 50 watts. So it, it was noticeably, you know, different from a power output perspective. Yeah. Again, I used that for a number of years um, and then thought, well, I'm doing a fair amount of ride, indoor riding now and got the opportunity to try a Wahoo kicker bike. So market pace line cycles, you know, had one there as a demo, had a go at it, and I thought, wow, this is a, a you know a game changer. Very, very immersive. Um, um, you know, the gear changes were slick, very smooth, very quiet. It'd move up and down as the gradient changed. I think I think within four weeks I went and purchased one. And then I set up a dedicated pain cave. So I had like a basement, which kind of revamped and I've set that up as my kind of indoor training area with the Wahoo kicker bike, the big screen. And yeah, I've never looked back. I mean, the, the, the training scene changed quite a lot. Yeah, I, I think that there's there's no mistake in it. I think, the you know, for, my, for me personally, and I think for a lot of riders out there, the fundamental reason, I guess, to, to go into indoor training uh, is to avoid riding in the winter months, right? And, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't yeah. think you know. I think the majority will agree exactly with what you know. What, and it's especially true for me. I, I literally stopped riding in the dark since I've kind of been uh, uh, riding Zwift. Like literally, I, I, I can't remember. That I did a a night ride uh, in the last past two. Yeah, because we used right, to do so. the the Wednesday chain gang ride, yeah. didn't we? And then well, as it got darker and darker yeah. and a bit, you know, not as safe as it used to be. And then with the advent of Zwift and the kind of yeah, exactly. ride that was then set up. Yeah, absolutely. Don't I mean, so, we've got most people on Zwift yeah, riding uh, indoors but, but, with us. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. But I think if you look at a whole, it doesn't matter what situation it is, right? I think the appeal for indoor cycling is over the winter months, right? And obviously, yeah. uh, as you kind of progress, you know, you enjoy it. Some people will continue using it, you know, for throughout the year, right? And so people obviously, as soon as you get to, as soon as the, 
daylight hours come, you know, you could just you know stop your subscription. But for me personally, I I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat. It's, it's a stopgap between obviously October till March, April time. And then guess what? You're back in the outdoor scene uh, on that side. And you know, some people, I know Altaf is normally uses it through summer too. If there's, you know, just continuous subscription, a lot of the local riders we ride with, they have a continuous subscription to the summer, which is fine, right? You know, it, you know, it does aid the, the development of, you, you know, endurance riding. And continue racing or whatever structured plan you have, but the fundamental. But it only was, covers the uh, yeah. What I was trying to get at shows it only covers the evening ride when it's dark, cold, and miserable. Mm-hmm. However, on the weekends, you know, we're still predominantly outdoors. I mean, the outdoors is the is the outdoors. So our yeah, weekend exactly. rides, you know, predominantly are outdoors. We don't really go on Zwift unless there's a storm or there's ice or there's snow, and then we can set up a, an event yeah. and we'll get a lot of people on Zwift. It, it, Exactly. And I think the, 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 the real appeal for indoor cycling is you can jump on whenever, what, you know, whatever time suits the individual, right? Yeah. So something like Zwift, um, you know, because of the way that it's structured and is uh, the paid subscription, you have events, racing, structured training, you could do that any time of the day, right? You know, because obviously, obviously it's a global global um community you know events are you know literally every half an hour so it about what kind of lifestyle you have busy non-busy family etc this appeal for zwift right is that you could something like zwift is that you could jump jump on you know whatever the time frame that you suits you you know and, and, and it doesn't take uh, long does it shiraz exactly, you know you yeah. can you can get your kit on and you could be on waiting on the start line for a race you know, within yeah. 10 minutes it doesn't take long at all 100 no, no, i mean like if you you know early bird uh just before work get on do a ride normal ride race ride whatever for example no problems have a shower get to work um even lunch lunch rides i know i'll talk you know i've done a few lunchtime rides too um so yeah yeah so it's, yeah so i mean the lunchtime rides are quite good because it's like a i just tend to do a race so i have an hour in total so including a warm-up doing the race cool down showering get you know and back to work all within an hour and yeah. the swift racing's fantastic they're normally 20 25 minutes at the most uh you know the short crit races and it's brilliant because it's kind of full gas for 20 25 minutes it's a brilliant workout and yeah. and, and and i use that as part of my structured training so yeah. the 80 20 percent rule 20 percent hard 80 percent easy so the wednesday bob ride that we do is one of the hard rides and then i normally have another hard ride either the next day or you know a leave a day in yeah. between um and and it works really well yeah. from that perspective so I, do I you think... follow the polarized plan that no one's left that's yeah so okay. very loosely yeah i mean okay. don't have a coach or anything self-coached yeah, yeah. as i say but yeah loosely it, it is 80 20 so the bob ride on a wednesday is is a hard ride and then i'll do like a crit race on a thursday or a friday and then everything else in between is 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 endurance type. So, so the weekend Shares, rides, do you follow a structured plan or are you are you no, kind of? I'm 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 my own coach, unfortunately. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's uh, no seems I to mean, be working. To be, I, I I've got like a a really loose structure as such, right? If I'm honest with you, in the winter is really really loose. I, I you know it just for me it's just enjoying and just whatever miles I could get. Um, as we kind of get into March, April, then for me, it's just ramping up the miles. Uh, obviously, some of the endurance longer rides, pushing a little bit more efforts. Um, because obviously, 
for us, you know, the 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 guys that we ride with you know, in our you know local club, they are strong, right? So you know, there's that element of motivation to say, okay, let's push yourself, and you know, you want to kind of get to March, April time with a little bit of you know a good foundation, right, over the winter, because yeah. it's quite easy, as you know, Janet, for a lot of people just to kind of switch off completely and say, okay, and but for me, just just you know, winter I kind of use as more tick along, you know, enjoy myself. I really enjoy these with rides. Um, but yeah, not completely switch off myself, right? But at least get to March where I do have a certain base of fitness where I can kind of push on a little bit more as soon as we get to do a little bit more miles outside, uh, as such. Uh, now, one thing I just, I just want to, thing I just wanted to kind of mention, right? The Guardian, obviously, Swift is, um, I guess one of the other appeals to it is you can always say to the, when you can say to the missus or the family, I'm going for a bike ride and you're just literally in the next door or in the basement, right? <laughs> <laughs> right so you're not actually you're going for your own ride but you're not going anywhere you're still in the uh, in, in your own house that's and a I big disadvantage bro no no but no no no, no. <laughs> I, I, honestly right it definitely is a disadvantage for those <laughs> no. that want to get away from the other no, no, the other no, half of the partner as they say that, that's true yeah that's true but for all it's a, it's a big advantage for people who want to want to ride but obviously don't have that time where yeah if they yeah, if yeah. they know that they could ride for uh 90 minutes but the missus or you know families are okay with that for whatever reason right i think it's a good thing right for example yeah, sometimes yeah. my missus will say to me um i'll say i'm going for a ride outside and she'll say well why why did you just go downstairs instead i'm like no i want to go outside right so i think they just find it <laughs> a bit more convenient to say well we know you're downstairs yeah and then yeah you do spend three hours downstairs rather than kind of going four hours outside you know what i mean it's that, it's that kind of thing i guess right so yeah but it's uh, never it's never that long indoor though is it i mean yeah, 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 when yeah, you yeah. go outdoors it's three four hours on the weekend indoor i think the maximum i've done is about an hour and a half two hours at the very most um i just can't do more than that indoor even though i've got a fantastic setup you know the wahoo kicker bike so immersive i just can't do more than an hour and a half however sheraz has got like a um you know the wahoo kicker core he's got a rocker plate it might be worth going into a bit more detail on that one sheraz yeah. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go into that later though because we'll okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've we've kind of uh just run through the gears and we're already like right at the end of the journey almost but I kind of want to bring it back so um, Attica actually asks and it's probably uh, on my run sheet as well we're just thinking like if you're new to all of this uh, where would you get started and how would you take this to the next level and effectively get to where we are now because we've all been through our own journeys we've kind of seen it all between the three of us and We've kind of got to our endpoints. Um, like I'm happy where I am. Alif, you're I'm guessing happy where you are. Shiraz, you're the same. And we've kind of got our final setup, uh, but they're all different. And yeah. Um, yeah. let's start right at the beginning. Uh, just someone getting into it. What might they want? What might they uh, uh, what sh- they should purchase rather? And then uh, what different options they have and whatnot. Um, yes. So. So go on, Alta. Yeah, so I was gonna so for so for a newbie newbie cyclist um wanting to do some indoor stuff. Again, I think I'd recommend, you know, like the, the a, a direct drive trainer because it you know it wouldn't be long before somebody upgraded if they tried the, the wheel on one. Yeah. And they're not as accurate and they are still quite expensive because they are classed as a smart trainer. So I think for a bit more money, you can buy the direct drive, which I, is I think we all agree, accurate. right? Like the wheel on is is although the cheapest is not the 
place to start, right? Because you're going to waste your money. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I I think if 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 the individual is is kind of committed and a little bit serious, then yeah, I think you know definitely uh, um, a trainer, drive trainer, drive a smart trainer, as you call it, uh, is definitely a worthwhile purchase, right? Um, Because as I said, it, it. it gives you that sense of realism in terms of power, you know, the power data, right? You know, in terms of having a structured plan, if you want to do some racing or, or whatever, having a smart trainer, it just makes it so much easier. And obviously you, you could follow that to, 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 you know, quite accurately in terms of how you're progressing. I right? mean, the Whereas, wheel on trainers, don't get me wrong, they're also smart. So when the gradient changes, you know, the resistance is increased uh, and stuff like that. However, the direct drive trainers are a bit more accurate and you don't more have to worry about right? tire. You don't have to worry yeah, about yeah, tires yeah. and be you know them being worn out and and the accuracy. So definitely the direct drive. Like something like the Wahoo Kicker Core or the Tax Neo, those I think those are the main two at the moment. Although saying that, Zwift have got their own as well, haven't haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. recent. Yeah, so they've got a really good entry base. Um, I think it's, it's the cheapest one on the market, right? Yeah, you something know? like that, and it comes yeah, with yeah. cassette available already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and as you mentioned, yeah, Aldaf, yeah. like you can get your if if you have one bike and you ride it outside, like you can get it on the direct drive uh, trainer. What within two, three minutes? Minutes so, within minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. so very uh, easy to use. Yeah, so we we've all I've I've had one of those. You've had one of those. Uh, Shiraz, you've had one of those, and and then we kind mm-hmm. of all took it to the next level now. So, um, yeah, I've I think got... the other thing, I, the other, sorry, yeah, the other thing I would also say, Janine, though, is if you're going to invest in a good in a good trainer, personal opinion, if you're going to be using Zwift as well, I'd also invest in quite a large screen because there's lots of information and data that's presented in Zwift, yeah. and having it on a large screen is much easier to see and view. Especially when you're doing racing, especially when you're riding and doing group rides, there's lots of information. And on a small screen like an iPhone or a you know small tablet, it gets difficult because yeah. it's like okay. information overload. So I would recommend a good sized monitor as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I could definitely relate to that, right? So when I first started Zwifting, um, I actually obviously bought the, the Wahoo Kicker Core. Um, set it up and I set it up with my laptop. Uh, was it laptop? No, with my iPad. S- small screen, obviously, you had to adjust, put, get a chair, make sure you could see it. Then I kind of moved it to my laptop uh, a few months later. And then uh, then it was all right, you know, but obviously um, the companion ha- app helps with that. But then I'm like, no, something's missing. I, you know, you look at all the other setups, the good setups. And then I thought, okay, let's just go all in. And then obviously you got a m- much bigger TV um, mounted obviously on, on the wall and set it up a little bit better. Um, and I honestly, it makes a massive difference, right? In fact, I was talking to one of the Slav brothers um, last week about it because uh, he he is at a very similar position yeah. um, to where I was. And I said to him, because he was saying, oh, it doesn't make a difference. He, he, he was a bit skeptical about it. I said, look, uh, she's out from Slough. I said, no, no, 100%. It, it makes massive difference because you see like everything then really, you know, look the, the the rule where everybody is, the list, how far everybody is behind you, ahead of you, etc. And it just feels like you're you're in this virtual world a little bit more. It's more immersive, like, isn't it? It's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. more immersive like that. 100%. So so I 100% recommend that. If you, if you have 
got the space to have a uh, you know and link everything up to a TV. Yeah. Um, what I would say, and I'm I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, is if you do have that kind of setup and want to go down that road having a setup, definitely have it with something like Apple TV. Um, okay. Because um, Apple TV is is fantastic. Now, to give you an example, right? Um, I so if I go downstairs with my setup is everything switched off. I could turn everything on and have my avatar ready to ride in the virtual world in less than one minute. That's how quick Apple TV is to load everything up. I mean, pair everything up and get ready to ride. Yeah, because what you can do is you install the Zwift yeah. app on the Apple TV and it's yeah. then always kind of available. Yeah. So as soon as you kind of switch Apple TV yeah. on, you yeah. kind of so, logged in and it's instant yeah. access. And yeah, it's got yeah, connections so, to Bluetooth yeah. for your various yeah. heart rate monitor yeah, or your exactly. turbo trainer. And it is, it's literally, it literally takes minutes. And, and you're, it doesn't take a minute. Ready. Yeah. If you honestly, and, and just for the listeners, I, I said, I said, what well, I'll repeat what I said. I've tested it and I've got everything working from, from everything powered off to everything powered on TV with my avatar ready to roll in 53 seconds with Apple TV. Yes, man. I've actually, I've actually got a video where I recorded it because one of the <laughs> brothers in Scotland, right, would, would, wanted to talk about Apple TV. So I said, okay, this is how fast Apple TV is when it comes to the connection. And I went downstairs, powered everything on, TV, everything. And then literally within a couple of clicks here and there, boom, my avatar was ready to roll. All my hardware monitor was connected. Uh, let's go. 53 seconds, I think it was. Man. So it's... It, on that side, you know, obviously that's that's probably you know touching a ball, like you know, getting towards like you know, yeah, like, um, yeah, you know, yeah. really good setup. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying obviously everyone should go for it because everyone's going to be slightly different in terms of uh, how committed they are, uh, you know, budgets, etc. But it, but it does help though, doesn't it, Shiraz? Because if everything is connected and it's kind of available within minutes, you, you know, it yeah, yeah, takes yeah. It, it it makes it much easier just to get on and ride. You're not messing about trying to get stuff working, yeah. booting up a laptop opening Zwift, putting in your login credentials, logging on, waiting for all the connections to establish, yeah. you know, that can take some that, That's true. I, 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 you well. know, it, it's a good point, right? Because I try to get on, you know, any normal, right, at least 15 minutes before, right? But sometimes, you know how it is, something crops up, right? Especially when you've got family and that, yeah? So I know in the back of my mind that if I have to give up five minutes or 10 minutes, yeah, I could quickly get on within like a minute, if I have to really quickly pull everything up and get riding uh, on that side. So, whereas I think, um, as, and a lot of people who are listening to the podcast, you know, who are using a laptop, for example, we know that sometimes with a laptop, you know, it does take a while, right? We're talking two, three, four minutes, especially with the Zip Zip update, you know, you're waiting, waiting forever to update and that. Whereas I think Apple TV, a lot of it is done in the background with auto updates. It is, so, yeah. and it, and it, and it's, it just, it just, it just works a lot better. The whole experience, uh, um, is really really good, uh, but like I said, it's you know if you want to kind of go down that route, you know that is something that I would recommend. And this is how I started off. Like I said, I had the iPad first, and I moved to my laptop. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Then I, I hooked my laptop to my um, uh, TV. Then I thought, was okay, that after? Was this. that after I recommended it? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've exactly. been using Apple TV for yeah, a couple yeah. of years now. <laughs> no, hundred percent. You know, I'll tell you. You and Steve recommended me to move to Swift. I moved to Zwift, and obviously, you know, you know, as a thing, you 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 once you kind of commit to this, thinking this is really good, right? Let's make it a little bit better. So you start trying things, how to improve it, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, by far, uh, Apple TV. Honestly, I, I would wholeheartedly recommend it. If anybody who's serious about uh, having a good setup, 
uh, it, it works fantastically well. Because like I said, I had the laptop linked to the TV and that was fine, but it's just another connection, right? You know, whereas you bought everything up, you know, as soon as you turn the power on and it's, it just works, uh, it, everything just works perfectly on that side of things. Yeah. So uh, that's before, something I like as I recommend. Before we go into the bikes we're all on now, uh, well, the indoor training bikes, it's probably worth mentioning like little, little um I don't know, accessories that we all should have. So, for example, I have a towel while I'm riding because it gets super hot um, and that probably should a link fan. to... A fan, <laughs> exactly, yeah. 100%, exactly. yeah. I mean... Uh, um, you guys, uh, or the Zwift group, are, are big on... There's a certain fan you all use, isn't it? The Cleaver one, isn't it? Yeah. So, this, so there's a fan which is marketed as a fan to dry paint and plaster, but it works so well yeah. for indoor training because it's targeted. It's very similar to the Wahoo Smart Fan yeah. in the sense that it's targeted air. No, 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 it's not even targeted. It's the way that, you know, when the air comes out, it distributes it out more uh, widely, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's, tar- it's, it's, more, it's targeted, yeah. whereas the other round fans that you can get, it's not as targeted. I mean, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. both today in my current setup. I've got one of the Cleaver fans, and I've also got a Wahoo Smart fan that you can connect a heart rate monitor to. And then as your heart rate increases, it blows more air out. Yeah. The reason kind of behind that is when you're fir- when you first start riding, your heart rate's low, so you don't want loads of air coming out. So as your heart rate's low, you don't get as much air being blown onto yeah, you. Yeah. As your heart rate increases, it gets stronger and stronger. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the the cleaver fan is is brilliant as well, um, and I've got both running because yeah, I just thought I'd try the the Wahoo one and link it to a heart rate monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. But I I would also recommend uh, is uh, anybody who obviously yeah, uh, listening is get a headband and get some wristbands because obviously for you that. okay yeah, yeah so because. You know, when you kind of think about it, right? Indoor setup, you know, the fun as as good as it is, right? You will never get, you know, like when you're riding outside, because you know, you know, you know, when you kind of think about it, you know, when you're riding outside, especially like in the in the in the summer, for example, even though it might be 25, 30 degrees, you don't ever kind of really see your legs kind of sweaty, do you really? Because obviously the 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 air kind of keeps keeps you cool most of the time, right? Yeah. Whereas indoor, you don't do that. You will you will genuinely sweat, even if you got three or four fans running, it just it won't replicate the, you know the the kind of airflow you would get normally from outside. So you will always sweat from the from your head and you will always sweat obviously from down your arms. So I would wholeheartedly recommend you get a, a headband and also wristbands because when you're riding indoor, that's where the sweat will actually mostly hit, right? And obviously having a, especially the wristband, right? Because then it avoids sweat hitting your handlebars and obviously getting them really sticky and that side of things and that kind of obviously yeah you know i think the headbands protect headbands fantastic yeah because what the headband does is when you start sweating from your head it soaks it all up so you don't get the sweat or as much sweat dripping down mm. onto your bike or to your indoor turbo trainer which can as a result you know cause corrosion and all sorts of damage yeah. to your indoor bike or your indoor kind of turbo trainer so I think the sweatband, you know, the headband, I think that that's definitely worth having. Yeah. Also, it's worth having, there's an item that you can put from, that covers kind of the top tube. Uh, it's like a sweat catcher. Again, yeah. it's well recommended. Because oh, yeah, again, if you're doing the wheel on, yeah. 
and yeah direct exactly yeah, so yeah. You, yeah, you could put your, you, yeah you could put your iphone or uh, android phone in the pouch basically because you, you know without and then it, it kind of protects the top end frame right so uh yeah they, well, they do, on that though shiraz what i've done you know where because obviously you've got the especially when you're using zwift you have the company yeah, it, that. It doesn't so work. what <laughs> i've got is yeah so what i've got is i've got a garmin or a wahoo out yeah. front mount and I've got um, um, the Garmin adapter thing that goes onto the back of my phone case. Yeah, yeah. And I just hook that in uh, onto the Garmin mount. So it's in front of me, very visible. Because the companion app is where you can use your power-ups and you yeah. can use the messenger, messenger feature um, and do other various things using the companion yeah. app. So with it, with it being accessible right in front of the bars, it, 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 it works really well. Yeah. And again, it's just a, a Garmin mount or a Wahoo mount which is attached to the to your phone case, and then that just kind of quarter lock onto your Garmin mount or your Wahoo mount on the bars, and and, and yeah. it works really well. Yeah, so so that's a really good point, right? Because I would I would had initially I had my phone in that pouch, and it would be a bit of a nightmare because obviously you know once you were you know dripping sweat onto the pouch, right then the touch screen wouldn't work properly. So especially when it came to like doing your power ups or whatever, it wouldn't work. So um, I 100% agree. If you can get like a mount where you could put your phone, um, and then obviously what you the way that you can think about it is that you're when you're sweating from your head, the sweat doesn't hits the the, the kind of sweat band, and and your phone's like good further out, and it's never gonna get any sweat on it. You see, so uh, yeah. Yeah. So what I did was I had an old phone case, and off eBay I found uh, I, I bought this. Um, adapter thing that sticks onto the phone case using double-sided tape and then the phone goes into the case and then the case has got this Garmin quarter mount which fits into the Garmin out front mount and it and it works brilliantly yeah yeah no no, no. I, I, I've got something very similar to Elta sorry in terms of having a specific yeah. case but yeah yeah one, one thing I would also recommend right especially when it comes to the sweat is um, obviously you know when you have your like especially with like, with like a, a cleave, cleave of fan is the position of it is really important right yeah. so um uh, and so this is my own experience is that i had to kind of mess about with it and, and we are literally talking millimeters right you know in terms of setting it perfectly right in front of the bike angling it in a way where you know after a rise you get like the best distribution of the airflow right so um you know anybody who's listening and you know they, they just kind of put the fun there thinking yeah this is the only position I would kind of recommend that, you know, have a bit of a play with it, right? You know, try to get the airflow as such where it hits your knees, it hits your body, and also it does, you can feel it hit your head at the same time, right? And that trial is, and error, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of trial and error. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So another thing I would say is, you know, we talked about sweatbands. I sometimes, especially for the longer Zwift rides, I actually have, um, I, I, this might sound really weird, right? I have two sweatbands on my thighs or on my calves, basically. Just to avoid the sweat, kind of, you know, or at least at least my feet socks getting uh, too sweaty while I'm or while I'm the longer ride. So I don't know if anybody's kind of tried that before or, or never thought about it. It, it definitely helps, right? Because obviously, especially for the longer Zwift rides, you know, it just avoids. Just, like, I think you just sweat a lot, Shiraz. I think that's yeah, the I'm thing. So saying, that's why you need a I, fair I, few I, sweatbands. He's putting out more watts than us. That's what he's. No, no, there you go. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that there are a few more people out there who sweat more than me, right? So this is for you guys as a as a as a Shiraz tip. <laughs> now, brilliant. So let's come back to the bikes then. Like, uh, so I'm on. I'm still actually on a dumb trainer. Um, I use the old school Watt Bike Pro. 
Um, so that's probably very different to what you guys are using. It's just literally um, very old school. You put the power down and you manually shift the gears. And I actually really, really prefer that because when it comes to um, intervals and stuff, if I want to push, uh, I don't need feedback from the driver or to the driver rather, or I don't need... I need I don't need the drive or the indoor bike or the erg mode to catch up with what I'm doing. It's just literally I'll put the power down and that's instant feedback kind of thing. So it's something I started using and it's just something that I've stuck to is for like the last four or five years. And it's just, yeah, just one of those things that I really, really like. And I, d I don't see myself liking erg, erg mode. I've tried it from time to time, but I just can't get used to it. I don't like the fact yeah. that you're kind of stuck in that power, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so I think if you're using trainer road and structured training, and then I think that that works well because you don't really need erg mode. You can yeah. change the gears, um, you know, to try and um, get to the power output that's required. That's right. However, I think when you're racing on Zwift, yeah, um, I think the smart trainer helps because it's not that it's in erg mode, but when you're kind of going up um, an incline it adds this resistance um, it, it just kind of helps from that perspective. You still have to change the gear to obviously help you get up the climb as an example, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I just think it, it, it makes it more immersive on Zwift without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but I don't think it makes much of a difference if you're using something like trainer road with, you know, doing proper structured intervals. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I think it would do, um on zwift because I'd, i don't think it'd be as accurate as some of the smart trainers that are available today mm -hmm. interesting yeah in, uh, in terms of power you don't think it's 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 the same power is that what you're saying it's, it's difficult to say I, I, I i'm not sure if it's the same power because what happened is zwift uses algorithms and I think for the different trainers, i.e. smart and non-smart, it, yeah, it yeah. does it in a, in a different way. So as a result, I don't think it's as as clear, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Interesting. It's because uh, I, I was down at British Cycling recently, and uh, they're still all on the old school what bike trainers, you know. Um, some of the Olympic Olympic uh, riders, were, they use that as their warm-up and whatnot. So I don't know. I think... Um, Perhaps Swift uh, is uh, different in terms of how it yeah. takes I mean, that power, I guess. Yeah, possibly, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, some of the climbs on Swift, right? I think, like, top of my head, like the radio tower one, I'm, I'm obviously Janet, you know, yeah, remember. Yeah. That's, like, I think it goes up to 15, 16%, right? So, obviously, yeah. if you've got a smart trainer that can, you know, do and, and, like, I think the, the kicker card, the one I've got, does 14, 15%. And believe me, it's, whew, you know your climbing is really it's like yeah it's like almost outdoors really does kind of give you a, it's a tough little climb and really works the legs and you feel you, you definitely feel like you're doing you're out of the saddle aren't you Shiraz you're out oh, when I did it you're out of the saddle you, you're going through the gears to try and get into an easier gear yeah, to yeah, kind yeah, of exactly. climb as though you're climbing a yeah. climbing a hill outside as they say so, I mean, it, it, I know it was like 15%. It felt like more like 23%, if I'm honest with you, right? So it's, uh, yeah. but it's, it's that experience in it. I mean, it's, it's not as experience. It's, it's the way that they try to, you know, replicate it, I guess, uh, on that side. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So. It, it just adds to the whole, you know. Um, uh, so, Altaf, you obviously have the proper Wahoo bike. Um, 
explain what that is and what that allows you to do, especially in Swift. It, it wouldn't make much difference in Trainer Road, I guess. But correct, yeah, it yeah, it wouldn't make any difference in Trainer Road. So I purchased the Wahoo Kicker bike. I think I've had it now for about 12, 13 months. So I think the beauty of the bike is that it's 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 a bike that's positioned in the room. I don't have to, you know, put my bike on and then take it off if I'm going out on the weekend for a weekend ride. It's an indoor training bike. It sits there. Um, some of the added benefits is it kind of moves up and down, so replicates kind of climbing and descending. So, again, this is specific to Zwift. You know, as you go up a climb, it kind of moves up on the front. As you go, yeah. as you descend, it goes down. The gear changes are, are very slick, very smooth. Um, it's very quiet. So again, really immersive. Um, also, I can set it up to replicate, say, SRAM gearing, where you've got the left shifter to move um up on, oh, on, yeah. on the back yeah, yeah. um right shifter to move down and if you press both of them together it controls the front um kind of chain ring moving um again you can set it up to be SRAM Shimano you can set it up to be nine speed ten speed twelve speed this there's, there's so many configurations to it because I mean like I said I've got two bikes I've got a winter bike which is kind of Shimano and yeah. then I've got my summer bike which is SRAM so again, you know, I, I can set it up to to be either. Um, but I just think just the overall experience and how immersive it is and the fact that you're not having to kind of um, put a bike on the trainer and then take it, you know, remove it for the weekend, as an example. And, you know, with all the sweat, corrosion potential, um, you know, if you've got a very expensive kind of summer bike, you know, my, you know, I didn't want to put it on 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 the turbo trainer and, and, and use it from that perspective. Yeah. So the smart kind of the, the Wahoo kicker bike kind of ticks all the boxes for me, and and it's in the dedicated training room. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I like the fact that it's how do you say immersive. And um, Shiraz, you've kind of taken yours to the next level as well. Um, made it even more road like almost with the yeah. rocker plate. So so my setup is like almost similar to Altaf. So I do have the kicker core and I've also got the kicker kick climb. So um set up and I also and I set that up on on a rocker plate. Um so the latest addition I actually got was the kicker climb um which obviously replicates the descending and, and especially the the climbing so obviously the the the, the climb moves forward so you it lifts the bike up as you're climbing. Um and obviously I've had the plate for I bought that back in January last year, so almost a year. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, I'll 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 talk about the plate first because I've, I've had that for a while. I think it's a fantastic piece of kit, right? Um, because obviously I, 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 I before I bought it, I would need all the reviews, uh, uh, you know, why the plate's good and why you should have it. And there was there was two things, right? A, first of all, I think it's less damaging on the bike itself, right? Because obviously on a on a static trainer. When you when you try to put power down, you'd add the saddle, you know, the forces that it goes through, right? You know, I'm not saying 
the 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 frame would break or anything like that, right? Obviously, there's a lot of force that goes away. But with the yeah. with the rocker plate, it would say that obviously the plate, especially the movement, if you got one that moves forward, back and forward, left and right, it takes a lot of that away off the frame, basically, because you know obviously with the uh, the movement of the plate, it, it, it's so much easier on the bike. And secondly, it's actually so much easier on the body, right? So you can actually end up doing longer Zwift rides, right? Because it does, it's that immersiveness, right? You know, it almost feels like you, when you are riding outdoors, when you get out of the saddle, you know, you move left or right, back for, for, back and forward. It, it, it takes, again, it takes all that pressure away from the body when, you, when you're when you statically, as opposed to when you're on the rocker plate, uh, because you are actually moving forward, um, and, you know, left to right. For me, I think, it's, honestly, as I said, yeah, it's a brilliant piece of kit. And I, and and if anybody who, you know, is thinking about it and really wants, you know, that longer ride uh, experience on Swift more than an hour, because obviously, I you know, we covered this at the beginning, uh, you know, a, a lot of people kind of get bored or, they, you know, maybe they just have some you know, pain or back pain or whatever it is, or, or, or being uncomfortable for more than an hour. You know, I'm not saying the Rocco play will solve that, but I think it will definitely go a long way in terms of, you know, uh, making the whole thing a lot more enjoyable and, and, and you know, making you enjoy uh, uh, riding on Zwift for longer. And I know one of our, our close friends, right, who um, over in, in Scotland, he just yeah. recently bought one uh, after my recommendation to him, right? Yeah, um, he got it. He got it last week, and his first ride on Swift was for ninety minutes straight on the rocker plate. Normally, after about an hour and ten minutes, after he always gets back pain. But he did say that, yeah, yeah, he said, "Oh, it was the first time I've actually done a ninety-minute ride on Swift without feeling that my back's hurting." Right, so. Yeah, see, a lot of people thought, think these I are thought, gimmicks. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people think these are like gimmicks, like the climb feature as well. It's not because what it does is it it works different muscles yeah. within your your kind of body as well. So it gives certain muscles a bit of a rest. So as as for example, like the climb, as it as the bike goes up, you get pushed back on the saddle a little bit, and it's giving certain muscles a bit of a rest and working yeah. other muscles, which is why it's it's a lot more immersive and works really well from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Tarek, Tarek uh, one of our listeners asked uh, how how we can make it a bit more comfortable indoors and. Uh, you've kind of gone into that but one thing i've done as well is probably only on certain bikes you can do this i guess but on my what bike pro i've just completely raised the handlebars and uh put it in such a position that i'm comfortable sitting in where i'm doing i, I don't yeah. need to ride in a very aggressive road position right um i don't need to do it in tt position i guess yeah. if you're training for an iron man or something you probably have a different yeah. different aim and a goal and you probably want your position to be specific but if yes, but just, again, just I think raise that everything, only, I guess. Yeah, 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 I think that only works. I was just gonna say, but that only works if you've got an indoor training like, yeah, like the true, bike that I've true. got, because I can raise it and leave it. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. if you do that on a bike that you use outdoor, then you've got, and you've had yeah, a professional right. bike fit done, you're then having to alter that as an example. True. And if you do that every time, it just doesn't really work. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, but I, I know I know initially when I when I did the setup, I did change the angle of my saddle a little bit because even though I had been riding outdoor with it you know for, for a while I just for some reason I wasn't quite comfortable with it you see so uh, but now obviously since I've had the rocker plate the, the setup is, is identical to how I ride outdoors and obviously the positioning of the, of the bike indoors I've not managed I've not changed anything on that side it just feels 
feels normal uh, in, in both conditions. But like I said, you know, uh, if if anybody would to ask me, would I recommend a rocket plate? Hundred um, percent, right? Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's definitely not a gimmick. Um, the only thing is that they they are quite expensive, especially the ones that kind of go backward and forward and, and left and right. There are some cheap options where they just tilt left and right. But if you were to ask me, I think the forward motion uh, is is the one that you want, really. You know, because it, like if you are swifting a lot and you know you are doing a lot of racing, you know, when you are putting the power down, sprinting, that forward motion is is, is really important, right? Because like I said, it, it really didn't you does... fall? Didn't you fall off it? It was that <laughs> much, sure as... No, no, no. That was that oh, was right. That was oh, that was, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, no. No, my mind's pretty secure on that side, right? So. But yeah, again, you know, like it kind of goes back to what we were saying about 25 minutes ago, half an hour ago, you know, like, you know, you know, if any of a newbie or, you know, you kind of get into Swift, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it, you know, really does depend on the budget, right? You know, you know, where the individual is. Um, but, you know, if you have been... Budget and space, yes, because for me, I was yeah. thinking of getting one, but the problem I've got is my bike is in the basement and the basements always have a very low ceiling. Yeah. So I couldn't get a rocker plate because yeah. it, it's at least what four, four, five inches it raises. More than that, off the no, ground. No, more than, no more than that. Yeah, it's a good, uh, yeah, yeah. About, yeah, about five, six inches really. That, about six inches, size. yeah. And yeah. then that, that, as a result, you know, I'd be hitting my head on the ceiling because it is in the basement. The ceiling is very low. Um. So yeah, it again. I think budgets and also where it's going to fit, you know, will it fit in the place of yeah. where where you have your turbo trainer set up, as I say. Yeah, I, 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 I think today, you know, like, you know, the, the, the kind of question is is generally, you know, like when you get somebody new to cycling itself, right? And yeah, yeah. It's, you know, for me, the, the, the situation is very similar to indoor cycling, right? Is, you know, they're like, okay, I need, I need, I'm, I'm, I want to get into cycling. Um, what do I get? And, you know, uh, you know how it is. People start looking at 2,000 bikes, two, 3,000 pound bikes. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm always like, well, no. Are you serious about this? You know, how much time are you going to be riding a, a week? What's your miles? And if they're like mm, a little bit uncommitted, oh, well, I want to see how it goes. And I always say, well, why do you find something kind of uh, cheap and cheerful, right? So, you know, a thousand pound, you know, between seven and pounds, see how you go, right? Get into it. If you like it, then that's fine. You know, yeah. then, you know, there's often, but if you don't like it, then you'll not spend too much money in that setup, right? And then, yeah, you know, whatever. But if you do like it, you know, you get into a club, you ride with your friends regularly and, you know, you really get into the spirit and competitiveness, you know, motivation of cycling and you want to get faster and stronger. Then, yeah, then you start looking at the options, you know, do I get post more, you know, aero wheels on my bike? Do I look for a bike that's a little bit lighter, aero bike, except, you know what I mean? All, all the yeah, upgrades, so to speak. Indoor is very, I'd say the same thing, right? Obviously, the, the appeal for indoor is, as I said, it's more with the winter training, right? So if you are committed to cycling, uh, a lot more miles in the in the in the winter months and are not outdoor. Then yeah, you know a smart train is a really good setup. Um, you know go with that first. Hook it up to your laptop, iPad. See how you get on. If you really enjoy it and you really like the the whole setup and you know you maybe it don't matter what plan you got with the structured plan and Zwift does does have structured plans on there or just you just enjoy riding with your friends or racing and you know you want to kind of move to the next step. Then yeah, a bigger TV. Um, and if you want more immersive stuff, then yeah, stuff like you know having a proper bike like Altav Scott or or a rocker plate that I've got or or a climb. So 
it's a, like, I'm just trying to compare, you know, how you do outdoor, indoor. It's exactly the same kind of, you know, uh, process, right? There's always upgrades available, right? It just yeah. depends on, yeah, yeah. you know, what level you want really want to go to. And for me, it's always like how, you know, um, motivated uh, committed that individual is, right? Because I know a lot of people say, yeah, I really want to get into it. I really want to get into it. But guess what? After a week or so, <laughs> they don't really get into it, right? So for me, it's like, okay, are you really serious about it? If you are, just start on this bit, see how you get on. If you really, really like it, then yeah, you could start talking about the other options and, and upgrades, you know, a few months down the line kind of thing. And if you don't like it, then you've not really lost too much money, right? As opposed to kind of going all out, not liking it, and then you just spend a lot of thousand of pounds right for something that's just not just going to waste on that side so absolutely uh so we'll probably touch on as well uh while you guys are here the different um options you have when you jump on so you've we've talked a lot about zwift uh so we'll park that for a second but we'll come back to it there's a uh, trainer road which i use which mm -hmm. is more hardcore uh very very how do you see it say like it's it's only structured training you mentioned Zwift yeah. having races and all of that uh, train road doesn't have all of that it's more like it's a coach and it's like yeah. you got to get the work done so there's that and again uh, we'll probably go into the pricing as well just to give people an idea but that one's about 20 dollars um a month uh which is which is quite pricey um they had a good um uh good thing going whereby if you're an old user like i am uh, they grandfathered you into the price, so I'm still paying about eight or nine dollars a, a month, uh, which is which I think is time. yeah, which I think is a really good value. Like yeah, they'll yeah, never yeah. they'll never increase my price if I uh, as long as I keep my subscription with them. Um, then there's things like what bike have their own um, app. So if you're just getting into it, for example, um, it's absolutely free. You have uh, workouts on there. It won't be structured. I think you have to pay for things like that, but. There's that. There's RGT. RGT. So again, um, probably worth mentioning that one. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Glenn used that a lot. Whereby he did. You can, yeah, yeah. You can lift your own Strava routes or any routes that you do regularly. Uh, throw that onto the RGT app, and basically it will replicate any of your uh, inclines, descents, or the rest of it. So if you've got, yeah, I, think an even, I think an even cheaper option version. Um, what I've done as well in yeah. the past is I've hooked my turbo trainer or wahoo bike to my garmin device and i've done intervals running on my garmin device oh, okay. or i can do a route so for example that the chain gang route i can ride the chain gang route um using garmin which is connected to my turbo trainer so that's totally free oh interesting interesting i'd even so yeah, I've done that a few times yeah like yeah, a garmin yeah. workout yeah. Um, you know, you can create a, a workout using the Garmin Connect app, sync it to your head unit, connect the head unit to your table trainer, and away you go. You can do a yeah. workout, and that's all free. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's that's. And uh, I think there's a there's another platform called Ruby. I think it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a new one so, coming through. Yeah, I, I know there's a, a, a well semi-pro cyclist. I used to, uh, a blogger. I follow and he's done a bit of sponsorship of for Ruby. Um it, so and, and I don't know much about it for what I've seen is the way that Ruby works is that you know like it, it does take you on like a proper route. So for example, if you uh if you if you're doing a proper climb, so it's like the the they've actually gone out, recorded 
that route in real time. And then when you're riding it, you're riding it through the, the video, so to speak, right? Obviously, you're doing replicating your own power. Uh, but you, what you're seeing on screen is the actual kind of climb itself, uh, kind of pre-recorded, but obviously going at your pace and all that kind of stuff, yeah. which I think is pretty cool, right? You know, I think it's just it's somewhat different, right? You know, uh, on that side. So, uh, yeah. I think that'll replicate, that'll probably replicate the climb. Um, so the, you know, the gradient um, along yeah, yeah. that climb will be, you know, what it is in the real world. So exactly. it's replicated yeah. on Ruby as an yeah, example. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think the appeal to that, like say, for example, if they got, I'm not saying if they have, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure. Say if they got the South Clabra climb in, in Mallorca, for example, right? And somebody goes, at least then visually they can see, okay, this turn, that turn, this is how long it is, etc. Or it's a bit steep here towards the end. You know what I mean? It's a little bit more, uh, more real as opposed to like you know, up to Zwift or Zwift, right? Because it, you know that's obviously in the virtual world. I know they try to replicate as much as they can, but obviously seeing like the actual road on a video, um, then obviously on a, on a virtual world, you know, the, it's that mind's perception, isn't it? Really, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then uh, there's things like my wish, which uh, UAE. Oh, no, yeah, that one uh, is sponsored by, or rather, they sponsor the UAE team. So it's massive over there, I think. And they offer things like £10,000 prizes for little races and whatnot. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really trying to get people on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so just on that one. Yeah, yeah, so just on that. So Matt, who does commentary on the DCG, he does commentary on that one. And I've been um, watching it quite close because I thought, oh, I've never heard of this one. I've never seen it before. Kind of makes sense because he does a lot of work with the UAE team as well. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's where that connection is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a there was a very popular one, which I, I haven't seen much of anymore. So there was the Sufferfest. I'm sure you both had heard of oh, it. Yeah, right. yeah. I really, yeah. I really like the, uh, like the, the plan where you had the workouts, but... It was played over, um, how do you say, real real races. So it kind of immersed you in a race or a scenario within a race. But I haven't seen much of it. Uh, they got Does that got over taken by over Wahoo. by Wahoo? Yeah, it's got yeah, this yeah. Wahoo system now. We're going to ah, mention okay. So there is the Wahoo yeah, yeah. system, which gotcha. is which is another platform available within the virtual world. Yeah. And then uh, the last one I wanted to mention was Zert. Uh, which I wanted to get into. I didn't in the end. Um, I just settled on Trainer Road. But that one seems really good as well, whereby it takes both your indoor and outdoor workouts, kind of like amalgamates it, does some AI stuff, and then throws you out a workout, um, which uh, is meant to be very, very accurate. Like you don't need to do an FTP test, for example, but once it takes into account all of your results and whatnot, all of your data, it can it can throw out a pretty accurate uh, FTP result, which is which is very interesting. But I don't know too much about it, so we won't go too much into it. But we'll head back to Zwift, seeing as that's by far the most popular. And Altaf and Shiraz, you have used the app uh, in the last couple of years to, how do you say, create a community, create a uh, very successful, very well-attended um event weekly uh mm -hmm. by the muslim community and uh why don't you guys go into that yeah so uh so just before i kind of jump on that uh yeah i think there was one bit i just want to add into the last bit um so zwift does actually do structured training plans as part yeah, of the yeah, yeah. right so i don't know i don't know if you mentioned that so for everybody's listening 
Um, I don't know if you want to go into it, but yeah, you know, there are proper, you know, whether you're into time trialing or you just get into fitness, they have eight weeks, 10 weeks and 12 weeks structured training. So they kind of give you a, a week by week breakdown as to what you need to do. Uh, so while you're riding in the, in the, in the virtual world, you, you are riding a structure that is set up or been put together by pros, et cetera, right? And there's quite a lot of them, right? So even if you don't want to follow a, a eight-week or a 10-week plan, they do have individual one thirty. If you've got less than 30 minutes, for example, or you've got one hour or hour and you know 90 minutes, there are individual interval sessions, structured uh, sessions available anytime, right? So you could just jump on, pick one, and do it right so whether you want to do threshold fs sweet spot just ride a zone two for example or you want to do vo2 max efforts uh hard easy hardy etc Th that is already available anytime um uh, for you to do uh, really really to... easy and accessible as well aren't they uh, via yeah. the kind of either the companion app or Absolutely. the app Absolutely. itself yeah. really so... easy to make use of really easy to select yeah so so if you don't want to race you don't want to join an event you just want to do something else you can just get your avatar pick a world start riding you know or if you want to do something a little bit more structured um say if you want to do some 90 minutes um ride a zone two you can watch a movie on on if you've got dual screens for example on the ipad and just ride a zone two on a virtual world with a specific power just to get like 90 minutes of legs so yeah you have all... also got the pace partner as well haven't you sure yeah. you know, the pace uh, yeah, partners and yeah. they're they're fantastic, they're as, fantastic say, yeah. as a warm-up or a cool yeah. down yeah um i use them quite a lot for that yeah purpose. i, I think i think yeah I think, yeah, I, we, I would write, and uh, I'll definitely agree, and uh, definitely with a few more of the pubs uh, who use the pace partners. Definitely use the pace partners, because, um, so Junaid, I don't know if you know about this, there's, there's, I think there's four pace partners, right? They all ride at specific watts. Um, they like bots. They're just yeah, they're bots, exactly. aren't they? Yeah. So you get like, you know, uh, yellow riding at 1.8 watts, continues right so you can just yeah, yeah. jump on and he, the, the bot will just ride 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 forever so whether you want to be on that you know joining that ride for 50 minutes or 50 minutes or two hours it'll just continue riding that route then you yeah. got like 2.2 watts 2.6 watts 2.8 watts 3.2 3.7 and then i think obviously the red one is like four watts 4.2 watts per kilo like you know really riding up you know almost like the car area side of things so there's something for everybody. So if you are like want to kind of get into riding a you know decent uh, one pace continuously to you know help you with the endurance, the yeah. pace partners are definitely a, a really good addition to do that. And I know some of the bobs use that uh, you know as, either as warm up or just just try and hold threshold power whatever yeah, yeah. the watts may be for half an hour with the pace partner, right? Because it just sticks to that power uh, throughout the throughout the world. Whether you go climbing, you know, there's a climb or a descent. Kind of yeah, thing. So it really is a good workout on that side. So yeah, just just want to mention that. So uh, absolutely, thanks for but that. Yeah, kind of going straight to the question uh, in terms of the the Wednesday ride. Um, it, it was interesting how we all kind of set up because when we Altab got on 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 Swift, um, you Altab was doing the, the Donny Chain Gang, which was done on a Wednesday and then on on a, on a Thursday, and you know it's a really fantastic format, right? You know, it's a, it's a ramped training ride. Start off easy, pick up the pace. And then it's a, literally a, a, a mini race towards the end. So a couple of years ago, as we kind of stopped our Wednesday training, Cheney Outdoors, 
Uh, and, you know, we can, uh, a few people have gone to Zwift, obviously the likes of Altaf and a few others in the group already on Zwift. We well, well, we can decide, well, a few few people didn't want to ride outdoors because the, the weather was too cold or too rainy. And we just set up our own Zwift event on a Wednesday, right? You know, same time when we run our Cheney when, when the weather's really good. I think Alta Mose, we started off with six, seven people, I think it was for the first couple of weeks. Then we then invited a few of the Bobs who were into Zwifting and they went to like 12, 15. And, and literally. Yeah, I think it, you're right. I think it just grew and grew, didn't it? Because at the grew, time, yeah. we were just, yeah. we had to create the event. So I would create the event initially. Um, and then we started getting Zwift to create the event um, so that we could reach a bigger audience because we were getting more and more people wanting to do it yeah. so Zwift we would kind of contact Zwift HQ yeah. they would set up the event as a private event send send us a link yeah. the beauty of doing it that way was we could then select any route um, using the kind of uh, companion app to try and set it up there were only certain routes you could do yeah. so Zwift HQ were you know really kind really supportive Glenn did a lot of work behind the scenes to make that happen and convince Zwift to, you know, to give us this option. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they'd set up the ride, we'd give them the route, we'd give them the distance, they would give us, uh, they would set up a red beacon lead, a, a, a yellow beacon ride leader, they would set up the red beacon to, to support, you know, the, the, the riders at the back. We would then get the URL and then, yeah, we would share that URL to interested people. So, so so I was going to say, Altaf, um, we, we we did ask Zwift to get us on the platform. As, as as you know, so for everybody who's on Zwift, when they go to the events and they can see loads of events by different clubs, uh, uh, you know, clubs, etc. We actually wanted Brothers on Bikes to be on there as an official um, uh, event uh, club. But yeah. I think there was some politics going on with the whole diversity thing something was going on with with another club uh, i won't mention so i think zwift, uh, okay yeah i'm sure you'll probably know what i'm on about right yeah, so yeah. zwift were like okay well yeah we want to help but now is not a good time so what they so what they did essentially was they met us halfway so instead of giving us full access to the platform um they said okay we will give you your individual links and then you could go you could choose any as i said choose any route within the virtual world and we'll set that up for you. Here's your link, and then just share it out to everybody, and you can invite the whole world uh, to join your ride, so to speak. So we thought it was fine. And I thought I thought it was a good compromise. Uh, although obviously being on the whole full Zwift platform, having brothers on bikes as as proper events would have been really really cool. But I think you know, in hindsight, Alhamdulillah, I think it probably was a good good thing how we ended up because being on the platform like everybody else needs a fair amount of commitment right i yeah. dedicate rides per weekly the commitment that we need to give to zwift so that would have been a, a quite a bigger undertaking right you know at the next level for bobs to kind of have a full-on fledged uh bob events on on zwift so inshallah I, I hope that happens but you know that's a dis discussion for later on down the year but yeah we like I said, we met halfway. They gave us access to the platform with any new uh, event how we wanted it. Uh, we were happy with that, right? You know, and I think that aided us the fact that you know we sent the invitations out, got more and more people on on on, on the platform. Um, and I think you know so it's all changed on it now, Shira. So with the yeah, with yeah. the clubs feature now, you know, we don't have to contact Zwift HQ. We can yeah. use the clubs feature within Zwift, whereby we. 
set up the ride, we can set the distance, select who's going to be the yellow beacon, select who's going to be the red beacon, whether we want race results or not. And once that's set up, it generates a kind of a, a URL. And then again, we can share that with whoever we want to share it with. Yeah. And also when these events are now set up in the club, they're set to public events. So you can then go onto the Zwift Companion app, go into events and, and say, look for an event on Wednesday. So this is available to everyone now that looks at the events in, in, in Zwift. They will see the Brothers on Bikes event available. So Anybody okay. can. Anybody on the platform can yeah. ride the the event now. Oh, that's interesting. And do you get yeah. uh, do you get people from well, not associated to either any of the related clubs and whatnot? Yeah, it, I think or... we've had one or two potentially that I've seen. Um, however, we still stick to the same format. Yeah. I.e., it's yeah, a yeah. ramped ride, so you know we keep everybody together for at least the first 10, 15 minutes. Um, so it's a ride that's suitable for everyone. It, it, it's kind of very inclusive. You don't have to be a very strong rider. Uh, you know, you can come in as a as a fairly newbie cyclist and and start the ride with us. You'll you'll stick around with the yellow beacon for at least 10, 15 minutes. And as the ride ramps, you know, we've then got the red beacon that helps some of the you know riders at the back. Um, and so it's a ride that kind of caters for mm. all abilities. So the you know the the newbies get a bit of a workout. Yeah. Those that are maybe not as strong as the stronger riders, they get a good workout because they're holding on to the wheels of the stronger riders. Yeah, and then yeah. the strongest riders are getting a good workout towards the end of the ride because it's a mini race, so they're going all out to try and get a win. So it kind of it, it it's suitable for all abilities, and mm. I think that's one of the biggest advantages of the ride and why it's so successful. Yeah. And, and, and just to add to that, Janine, I think, you know, it's anybody could like go on Swift and put a ride on, right? And I think, you know, credit really kind of goes here to uh, Alta for leading the rides out. You know, obviously it's one thing pointing a ride out and then obviously making it work really well, you know, being a, you know, even like, Similar to outdoors, right? You know, when you're when you're a ride leader and making sure the groups together, they stick to it. Um, you know, it's it's quite a big undertaking, right? You know, quite a big responsibility in many ways, right? And I think you know he's done a fantastic job in terms of obviously leading a ride out, making sure everyone's behaving themselves, structuring really well, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's that's been uh, you know the kind of success to it, right? Because people have you know seen that it's a social ride until it isn't a social ride. Right, you know, yeah. so there's a, yeah, there's yeah. banter on there, you know, some fun and jokes, you know, etc. etc. So, you know, people, also, you know, riders who join, uh, they don't think, oh, this is going to be a smash fest, you know, yeah, we'll start off easy, you know, put some jokes on, on, on chat, uh, you know, talk about Harley monitors and you know, whatever anybody doing this, you know, just to add to the conversation, and obviously, like. As the pace ramps up, you know, as we kind of get into second, third, then everyone starts to go a bit quiet. And then obviously they just know what's gonna what's what's gonna happen, right? You know, and and I think that style works really well for everyone, really. And if they're feeling tired, yeah, as I've said, you know, we structured it in a way that there are like you know a red beacon who ride at a specific uh, watts and help the back uh, back markers out throughout the race. Or if you just want a recovery ride. Then yeah, just chill, chill with the red party bus, right? Uh, but the, the whole aim of it is that it, it basically um, 
caters for everybody, right? So if you want to really prove yourself with the stronger riders, then yeah, I think that I think that that's one of the key things is that it more has motivated a lot of people to say, oh, there's some strong riders there, right? And you can see on the on the on the you know WhatsApp uh, chats and Telegram chats, you know, next week. I'm gonna to try to like, hold on to this wheel, or next week I'm gonna to try to be within two to three minutes of the, of the winner, right? You know, it's, so that's really good to see because they like thinking, oh, you know what, that was a really good workout, but I could, I want to improve myself more. I would really want to hold that wheel for a little bit longer, you know, when the go 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 helps, for example, right? And uh, you know, and I think it's working really well, you know, and and yeah. you know, we try to invite more people uh, to the session. I give you an example. I was uh, in Mallorca, what, six, seven weeks ago? Yeah. And uh, while, while sure. we were... No, no. Well, <laughs> no, I, I'm I, I, no, no, no. is a story to it. So while we were on day four, I think it was, right? Um, you know, as we were riding one of the climbs, um, there was uh, a couple ride up and, uh, you know, you get chatting as you normally do. And uh, his, name's Ma- his name's Mark and he was from Switzerland. And we were just talking and he's like, yeah, we arrived a couple of days ago. And uh, so I started t- telling him about, oh, yeah, we, we you know, what are the other places that we've, we've cycled, Gran Canaria, etc. And uh, I said, we actually vlog these rides. And I'm telling him about, my, you know, Aki's uh, YouTube channel, oh, yeah. etc. So, you know, we connected on Strava. And then I, I actually invited him to the Zwift Bob Wednesday ride. And he's been joining that ride every for the last three, four weeks. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. And uh, and I messaged him because, oh, yeah. And he said, it's a fantastic setup because I really, really enjoy it. And uh, he goes, it's really, really good. So... It just kind of goes to show, right, that, you know, people that you never met before or, you, or even all, albeit really briefly, you know, you kind of invite them in. It's such a small world. And obviously the way that everything kind of works now, you go on Strava, you do a ride, the people that you follow, they'll see this and say, oh, wow, okay, what ride is this? And, you know, you think, okay, I want to I be part of that. Right? I want to, you know, Wednesday's okay for me. It's right? the virtual world. You can yeah, connect yeah. people. It, exactly. do, you, yeah. do you know if uh, other, other rides are similar set up to yours in terms of the rap well, ride or is it i think you know I, I, that is very similar ones right um some of them are longer but i think like the donny chain gang is yeah is i think the donny chain gang we, is we probably got, the yeah. one yeah, yeah we so got, i think we got inspiration from that right in terms of the okay. way that it was set up you see so yeah, yeah. um and, and, and you know it's tried and tested it works really well uh yeah. and obviously all credit to and there's to, something for everyone right yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, so the Donny Chain Gang's there on a Tuesday and a Thursday. I mean, ours is on a Wednesday. So I, I sometimes join the Donny Chain Gang on a Tuesday or a Thursday. So it doesn't really clash. And there's some Donny Chain Gang riders that come and join the ride on a Wednesday because, again, because there isn't a class. And Russ Downing, who set up the Donny Chain Gang, has even joined us on our Bob Wednesday ride as well. So, you know, again, it, it works really well. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. And you know, like you know, so kind of going back to numbers, a couple of years ago, we were like what started with six. I think the highest we got was last week. We had almost sixty-four uh, uh, turn up, uh, which is fantastic, right? You know, I think official registrations were like seventy, similar seventy-five, mid seventy-fives, but sixty-four ended up joining the session, which was a record for, for us. And I think and that's it, and I think she does want to want to say that. I think that's a testament to everybody because. These rides are only successful because of the people that make it a success. It's not the yellow beacon or the red beacon because with just a red and a yellow beacon, it wouldn't be the same. It's those people that participate in the ride. And that's why it's so successful. Yeah, And and, and the other thing is that we add variety 
every Wednesday, right? So well, what I mean by that is we'll do a crit course, we'll do a, a slightly hilly course, something a little bit different. Uh, there's a couple of ramps in there, go to a different world. Uh, so every week's almost different, right? So, you know, some of it is one week maybe, you know, for some of the climbers, right? One week it may be for the stronger flat riders, uh, etc. So it, it doesn't kind of get boring, right? So, you know, we try to mix it. Um, um, uh, I think the one one route that everybody really wants to avoid is up to Swift. <laughs> right? so, yeah, that's you know, because it's yeah. about, what is it? It's a, it's a 10 minute warm up and then it's go, go, go for, yeah. the, for an hour, for, an hour yeah. for the average rider and then, yeah, 50 minutes so, for the for the very strong riders. Yeah. And I think the other thing with the Zwift rise on a Wednesday is it does uh, aid competitiveness because we've got race results enabled, which again okay, is a good yeah, feature yeah. because, you know, once the ride is complete, you get to see who finished first and you get the results. But to be honest with you, and I keep mentioning it when we're doing the rides, you know, the messaging feature is, is to try and beat yourself because everybody's got different trainers, different setups. Um, so it, it, the aim is to try and beat your own time, your personal best, or try and stay with the front group um, for as long as possible and and, and, yeah. and try and keep improving from that perspective Absolutely. and not get disheartened by not finishing first in the race results, as an example. Yeah. And to be honest with you, again, that works really well. You know, it's enabled, so we've got some competitiveness, but it hasn't put people off, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, really... and, and, and you know, to, to add to that, right? You know, when you speak to some of the the bobs on the ride, and they've they've all earmarked a few people, right? You know, in a, on that competitive, like, oh yeah, you know, he's he's the one I need to watch out for, right? I need to make sure that you know, you know, last few rides we've been we've been basically finishing together. You know what I mean? So that kind of competitive motivation is like, okay, I'm gonna try to make sure that he, we're not in the same group next week, or we're not gonna try to you know get ahead of him and all that kind of stuff, right? So. Which is great, you know. I, I think is is kind of forward thinking, you know. There's a little bit of fire in the belly to say, okay, mm, he he was sucking my wheel on 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 Swift. I make sure that he's not doing this week and all that kind of stuff, right? And it's true. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, I know it's funny, right? But obviously, there is there is that, but you know, that talk, you know, in terms of like, oh, oh he, no, definitely. He just definitely. You know, was the back wheel and he did not didn't know any work, and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna drop him next week and all that. Which is I I really enjoy listening to. The, yeah, because as Yellow Beacon, like I said, as Yellow Beacon, I've never won a race and I don't think I will ever win a race but again I just enjoy you know leading the rides and the banter and you know getting people involved yeah. and, and and just the whole setup yeah. like I said I you know even that. as a yellow beacon you know if I don't win I don't win it's not the end of the world as long as people are happy and enjoying themselves and and are getting a good workout that's the thing that and, and, you know me. absolutely and, and, and mashallah honestly you know that, that some of the brothers have come on leaps of bounds Right. So, you know, as, you know, before we start the podcast, I was talking about um, uh, young Yassin. You know, he did really well today's ride, right? You know, it was with, with the front group, um, you know, uh, to the last few K. Uh, uh, but obviously, standout for me is uh, uh, Shazad from Slough. You know, he's moved to a cut A rider on Swift. He's won the last two or three really, really strong. And, you know, he's really loving his Zwift racing as it is now. Like like 12 months ago, like I said, I was talking to him uh, last week and last 12 months ago, he was like, 
yeah, Zwift is okay, you know, not too bad. But this year, he's really taken a Zwift racing, right? And, you know, he's really... It's a bit, it, remi it, shares, it reminds me a bit like you, because when I first started Zwifting, it was the same thing with you. Oh, no, it should be outside. <laughs> it's not the same. It's indoor. It's not real cycling. Until you got no, your but, kind of smart no. trainer and then got into it and well, then really no, enjoyed it now. Yeah, no, exactly, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it was like the dumb trainer was like, nah, this is not happening. But as soon yeah. as I got on Zwift, I thought, this is really good, this, right? Um, but it's like, well, I think what Janet said is that as soon as you find that medium thinking, this oh, this is really cool, right? Um, then, you know, you kind of motivate yourself and thinking, okay, uh, this works, you know, I'm really enjoying this. And I think, I've I, think it's like, I think it's like everything though, isn't it, Shiraz Janet? Until you've not tried something, yeah. you don't really know. Yeah, yeah. you can listen to people's opinions. And I was the same with the indoor training stuff. You know, I had friends at Alba Rosa Cycling Club, I remember now. It was somebody from that club that, you know, said, oh, it's good, have a go, you'll, you'll enjoy it. I thought, no, nah, I can't do this, I'm used to outdoor but like I said, until you don't try it, and then like I said, with the advances in technology and smart trainers and these platforms getting better and better, um, yeah, like I said, it, until you've not tried it, you can't really knock it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think there's one bit that we've really not touched upon, right, is it's all good, like, having the setup, you know, you know, whether it's a proper kicker bike and uh, the rocker play, Apple TV. Um, obviously, everything is dictated by your internet connection, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, if you are going to go down the route where you commit, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of the listeners would have heard about other people having dropouts, etc. Key, the key thing to having a successful indoor setup, right, the most important thing is, apart from the hardware, is actually the internet connection, right? So if you've got a good, stable internet connection, then inshallah, it would everything would should should basically you know uh, run really really smoothly right because I think the last thing anybody wants is right riding and you know race and you you do really well and all of a sudden there's a huge there's a dropout right or you get continuous dropouts so you know my my advice is you know if you are going to go down that route just try to obviously accommodate to get a, a you know a, a, you know depending on where you are and you know, there's some people have different setups indoor in in your shed or garage. Try to look for where you know your you know your your range of of internet connectivity. Is yeah, really, I think if you can get if you can get a, right. if you can get a wired connection, then yeah. definitely go wired. Or, or if not, get like a, wireless... or get a booster, yeah, or to get a yeah, booster, or a booster. Router, you know, get another satellite, you know, if you to extend your range a little bit, uh, just to kind of boost the signal, right? Because uh, it. it it will definitely help with the whole experience, right? So uh, I think from an internet perspective, though, to be fair, Shiraz, I think standard internet, you know, like 100 megabits, I mean, that's all I have, and it works fine. I, I have no issues. I've got an Apple TV uh, wireless um, kind of connectivity, although the router itself is kind of in the living room, so it's just the floor above where my tra training room is, so it's quite close yeah. proximity. Yeah, no, um, but... But you so... don't need specific, um, you know... Um, super duper high speed broad. No, no, I, I think no, average no, speed would still work. No, it's true. So I, I was more kind of referring to you know uh, peeps who who don't ride in the house, for example, in the garage, right, or in yeah, the shed, yeah. or, or something where the router is a, a fair distance away. Yeah, right? yeah. So you know, for them, you know, like I said, I'm just thinking out loud for them. Is like you know, just be mindful of the fact that obviously. 
you know, a lot of it is depending on a, on a half decent internet connection. So the further you, yeah, I think that that's where I think the yeah. So I think shout out. I think that's where the wireless kind of extenders into you know yeah, they exactly. work really yeah, well yeah, as well, don't exactly. they? Yeah. So that's what I would like saying is you know having a, like a booster router or or a satellite additional satellite closer to where you're riding to your smartphone or Apple TV if you have that. It, you know, would definitely be, you know, definitely consider that, right, to, to boost the internet connection. Because like I said, the last the thing... The worst thing is actually like, the dropouts. It's so frustrating because yeah. you're in a ride, you're riding along, everything's okay, and then all you get is a blank screen. It's just you. You don't see any of the riders. Yeah. So you don't know how far in front, how far behind, and you keep pedalling. But because you're not in a draft or anything, the group's gone, and it's virtually impossible to get back. And then you end up quitting finding something else to do and if that happens quite a lot it kind of puts you off from yeah, the, yeah, using yeah, yeah. the platform yeah yeah no no 100 yeah and it's not generally uh, you know obviously i'm not there are have been some issues with Zwift, like any other platform occasionally here and there but generally any issues with dropouts is down to the internet connection right and yeah. you know like if you go join a really popular ride there's a lot of riders on there then obviously uh, if you haven't got a stable connection, then you know you know you are bound to maybe get some uh, hiccups on the connection on that side because you know obviously sometimes the server card you know if you've got limited uh, bandwidth then yeah you might have some uh, issues on the side. But like I said, it was just something just for some of the peeps to consider, right? Especially if the setup is not close to um, you know where the router is and it's kind of extended out into into uh, the shed outside or the garage and and obviously the wire the the wireless connection or the Wi-Fi is kind of you know a little bit extended. So just just be mindful of that. You know, obviously something like Swift just rely on a half decent internet connection to have a really good experience of it. Yeah, so I'm just going to plug Trainer Road before we go in that case because you don't <laughs> you don't need an internet connection. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and on that bombshell, boys. Thanks for coming on. No, I appreciate all of your insights. It's been it's been amazing and keep up yeah. the great work with the Swift stuff, man. Yeah, and you know, you know, one one of the things I honestly I really enjoy enjoy is, is giving you know my own experience and feedback and I'll have Definitely. the same, right? So uh you know, any brother, anybody who needs any advice in terms of the Swift stuff, they could take Really reach out to us, and we're more than happy to kind of share exactly what we've got on here and you the you know uh, advice we can give uh, on that side of things, right? Absolutely. So you know, uh, yeah. So feel free and, to and, sh- and shameless last, last plug. Please join the Bob events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Wednesday <laughs> yeah. at six o'clock. We've even now got yeah. If you Monday's join, Jeff gets a, yeah. a, an extra pound for every person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so and, and on that, just just so um, so we've actually now got two rides, as Alta have said. So we got one on a monday at half seven uh so this is this we just literally put this on a couple of weeks ago for people who work late or finish work late and can't really make the wednesday one at six o'clock so there's one on wednesday every monday at half past seven for the late people so again very identical setup to the wednesday ride but it's just done on, on monday at a later start and then obviously you've got the main wednesday uh, six o'clock ride, which has been you know on on the cards for a couple of years on that side. So yeah, we've extended the uh, the range of the ride. So one Monday at half seven, and then obviously the Wednesday one at six o'clock. So yeah, feel free to to join, get yourself on the Stra- Bob Strava group or the Bob uh, Brothers on Bikes club feature on on Swift. Join the club. The events are always published there, or uh, the the invitations are sent via Strava, so you don't miss out with the links, etc. 
Um, but yeah, and then obviously if there's any questions, you know, just reach out to uh, any of the Bobs and more than happy to assist and help. Nice one, Ned. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.